right, folks, welcome back to another episode of Good to Game Radio. I'm your host, Tony, speaking. And as always, joining me tonight is Vance and Clint. Vance, how you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. Awesome. I, I saw you uh, You had uh, the opportunity to uh, sit with uh, the, uh, was it the Double XP podcast yesterday? Yes, uh, part of the uh, Level 1 gaming crew. Yeah, you guys did your reaction to the xbox showcase and it was uh it was pretty entertaining watching you guys uh react big xbox guys over there having fun and taking in all the games that uh xbox was throwing your way right right yeah a lot of fun a lot of fun a good crew over there yeah uh, johnny baron uh fang uh walter everybody just good vibes over there good vibes cool yeah it looked like uh looked like a lot of fun clint what's going on man I finally uh, went around and uh, downloaded Subnautica on Steam, and all of the mods, like <laughs> 90, 91 mods. Wow. I started out just doing the Death Run mod, which is like the impossible difficulty, and then realized that uh, I really suck on a keyboard and mouse. I kept hitting the wrong buttons, like I dropped an air tank on accident at one point, so... I switched it up and downloaded a million mods. I've been playing some of that. And then I'll go back to the death run, but it's exciting, man. It's same same game, but a whole new take on it. It's really fun. So cool. I've been enjoying that. Awesome. So yesterday was the Xbox showcase, just like I was talking with Vance about a second ago. Xbox rolled out all their upcoming games for the next 12 months, right? Uh, I think that was their... They're kind of their time frame. All the games that you can play on Game Pass and you know Xbox Game Pass for the next 12 months. So that's what our topic of discussion is here tonight. We've had 24 hours to kind of sit back, well, a little over 24 hours, I guess, to think about what we saw and you know chew, uh, chew on a little bit and come up with like how we really felt about it versus you know the instantaneous reaction that you would sometimes you know you're going to have now you can kind of think back and think oh like about details that you weren't thinking about before when you were watching it so vance start with you what what do you think uh what do you think about the showcase what, what were your impressions it came out it came out strong with redfall on um, redfall was not on my radar just like Elden ring i did like the way that it started off uh because you know multiplayer you know so I did like, you know, the co-op, you know, and like, uh, you know, you have four people, four co-op, I believe. And, you know, just feel good game. So I really think that they started to started to show off, you know, pretty strong. Cool. Clint? I feel like there was a lot of killer and a lot of filler. Redfall, completely not on my radar. Looked very interesting. I thought, like Vance says, I thought that was a really good start. Immediately they went into high on life. Which do you even remember seeing that? That might not have been impactful to you. That was the one with the uh, talking guns, right? Yeah. yeah I, th- yeah, I, th- I think, think from just... what? Nope, go ahead. Oh, you're going to say, I think it's Rick and Morty, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And, uh, I, I believe they said that Justin Rowland was involved in it, and he's like the creator or uh, creator, co-creator, whatever he is, but a voice actor as well for Rick and Morty on the show. And... Uh, it looks interesting, man. It might just be really gimmicky, you know, if they can put together something that's like an actual fun to play game. I imagine it would be fun to experience the game. You know, it might be one of those that is better better to watch someone stream it so you can get all the kind of right the cool little you know sound yeah. bits and everything. But I mean, it's I, I thought it started real well. It, it was definitely several games in it that were very appealing to me, and then a bunch that I just didn't care about. And see, like my original impression high on life was instantly I thought of the paintball gang South Park uh in sixty four. That was my immediate like reaction mm-hmm. to it. Like, you know, it was just kinda like, you know, like you didn't play it seriously. It was just you, four friends goofing around, you know, like you could shoot like, you know, like pick up a chicken and shoot eggs out of his butt, whatever like that, you know. So it was just you know, like a feel good game and I think that's what this is like nothing serious just you, know, you want to blow off some steam you know why are you waiting on the crew to get on for some red fall so i'll you know pop this high life on and just run around do some things yeah it it, it looked funny i immediately thought 
of some of the Will Ferrell movies I've seen, uh, trailers I've seen at the theater, you know, it's like, oh, that looks funny, you know, and then you watch the movie and it's like, oh, they showed all the funny parts in the trailer. We'll have to wait and see on the gameplay. The gameplay looked definitely unique, talking guns and, you know, the comedy around that, but I like the knife, the stabby knife, stabby, 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 stabby. If Borderlands 2 has taught me anything, it's that talking guns get annoying really, really quickly because they have several of them and it's just like you don't even use those guns because they're always like but those guns like have repeated sounds that they make like they don't like have sentences and tell jokes and stuff but it it looked really entertaining and it was like i got the feel goods as i was watching it but we'll have to wait and see like it's if it's on game pass man that's the thing with a lot of these like most of these games i wouldn't buy but i you know i won't need to because i'll be able to play it try it out and enjoy it as part of my subscription that I'm happy about. Right. That that was kind of the point that they were driving home. Like literally every, between every game, you had the frame that says, you know, there were a couple of different frames, but predominantly it was day one on Game Pass, you know, or Game Pass ex- launch exclusive or Game Pass exclusive. I mean, they made sure that between every Every game that you saw, Game Pass, you know, on this date, day one. So, yeah, that's a, def- I mean, that's just a huge W, right? It's just a, oh, yeah. That's just win more. Just keep winning. Cause that's, to, for me, that's the whole reason I have Game Pass, right? I'm like, you're going to put third party games on there, day one. I'm like, of course, I'm going to love that, right? I mean, that's just the j- the game changer. When they first uh, started talking about, you know, doing day one, all, all Microsoft Studio games, you know, okay, yeah, that's great. That makes sense. I think after almost two years of having the service, there's not really a lot of Xbox exclusive games dropping, right? Uh, you got your Forza, you got your Halo, where are all the other ones, right? But they've really done a nice job filling in with third party exclusive, uh, third party day one drops. Maybe not exclusive, but yeah, they're there day one on Xbox. You know, games that I thought for sure I'm 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 buying on PlayStation, right? I want to buy that on PlayStation. And then day one, Xbox. Well, of course I'm gonna play it on Xbox. Right? If they if they hadn't done that, if it was just their Xbox studio stuff, it would be a horrible service. But because they're putting all that uh money towards it and getting those third party games on on a uh, game pass it's actually i mean it's absolutely worth having like even if i don't turn on my xbox for you know weeks or whatever i come back i mean there's something there that i haven't had to buy individually that i could play on game pass and i think that's awesome right and i'm i'm looking at the list of games you know that are coming and that that we saw on on display there's not a bit there's not a lot of you know big triple a exclusive games from a Microsoft studio on here. We have Redfall. We've got Forza Motorsport, um, Starfield, you know, which bookended the show at the end. But really, it was a lot of the other games that were kind of carrying the flag throughout the showcase, I thought. Again, reinforced. Oh, you, know, you know, I would see the game, let's say, for, uh, for example, like Flintlock, Siege of Dawn. That's a third-person action game where the, the character had the axe and like a flintlock pistol, and it looked like a pet of some sort, and they were running yeah. around, you know, doing stuff up. But that, uh, you know, they made sure early 2023 on Game Pass. Okay. That's a win, right? It's all wins. So let's go back to Redfall. So they opened the show with Redfall. Four, was it four-person co-op looter shooter? That's what it looked like, which is kind of like your thing, isn't it, Clint? Like, so did it pique your interest? Yeah, it looked very interesting. I like the kind of like the horror games. I felt uh, bad for Vance when he was doing the Summer Game Fest uh, stream because it was like 10 10 horror games in a row or something ridiculous. And uh, every one of them, he's like, nope, nope. (laughs) You know, but I thought a lot of them looked good. Right. You got to pick, you know, pick your fancy, but I I hadn't heard of it. And watching that, the intro 
portion as they're going in and she's following the 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 blood uh blood tracks you know and then uh gets attacked i, I thought it looked pretty cool one thing is she was using her ability like she called in that like i don't look like a telephone booth but i guess it was an elevator or something and she like yeah. flies up in the air some of that like i wasn't sure if it was going to be gimmicky it you know it's it piqued my interest for sure and it's another one of those that i don't have to go buy the game so i will definitely try it out on game pass you know that is the biggest selling point for game pass is the availability of all these different games so i thought redfall looked promising maybe it won't be just like back for blood you know we were able to try back for blood for freezies and then never played again because it was garbage redfall looks like it's got potential and uh you know i'm i'm looking forward to it and that one's in i think they said september so that's the one thing is a lot of these games it's the next 12 months and a lot of them are you know on the other side of uh of the coin there farther away but September's not too far off, and I'm looking forward to it for sure. So, uh, yeah, Redfall was one that uh, of the I thought that was part of the killer and not part of the filler of this uh, release info they did. And Vance, you're a multiplayer type of guy, so I'm sure you were pleased to see the all the guns, right? Yeah, especially um, you know, like something like this, like Redfall, like like I said, it's definitely a get off work, hang out with your buddies type gang, you know. It's, you know, you just vibing, really. You know, talk about maybe a day, whatever like that. Go around, shoot some stuff up. You know, got a little team with you. Right. Now, um, I think we talked about earlier, it, it looks like a looter shooter. It's going to have a challenge, I think. But fortunately, it has Game Pass there to make it available. You know, you know you're going to be uh, going up against, you know, Destinies, and you're going to go up against Divisions. And, and uh, what's the one that we played last year? Watch Dogs, right? Uh, not Watch Dogs. Uh, what was the game that we played that we waited around and uh, did you play all the time, Clint? Outriders. Outriders. Oh, right. I was, I was thinking of that one with the guy on a motorcycle against zombies. Oh yeah, that's the PlayStation exclusive one. Yeah, I actually have looked at that in my games list recently and thought about playing it again, but I, I haven't pulled the trigger. But now yeah. I can't think of the name of it. it. Was like Days Gone or something like Thank that. Thank you. Yeah, that's it. Good pull. Nice one. Yeah, so it, like we said, this looks like a looter shooter. It's got some RPG elements, tons of guns. We saw there was a one uh, shot there where they had like uh, all the varying colors of the weapons, you know, like blue, purple, pink, I think uh, is what I saw. But the loot is like, is is it the loot that's the critical element of looter shooter, right? What do you think, Clint? Yeah, I, it depends on the variance in the quality, right? Because and and how difficult the actual challenge is because like borderlands 2 for example at like the the peak of that game which is op 10 overpowered level 10 uh you take more damage from the enemies and you have damage reduction against them in that game there's like seven different parts to every gun that are made by different manufacturers and you have to get the right roll of those parts on your gun for your gun to even be usable so there could be the same gun with different parts that's completely crap or that's like a god slayer you know so it depends on what kind of variance they introduce i don't get the sense that they would do something that that extreme so i would expect they're probably fixed part guns and it might be more situational if it's if the kind of scenario is that you have to have the right tool for the job so to speak then it might be just the grind to get that or it could be a looter shooter and you go to the same spot every single time and that's the gun you know, it's in this right. box or it's behind this enemy. And that really takes a lot of the guesswork and kind of the uh, randomness out of it. it. I mean, it's interesting. I'm, I'm curious to see what they're going to do with it and if they're going to have crazy variants in the weapons or if it's just going to be, hey, these are like the 10 weapons that are available to you. you got to find all of them and then use the right one for the right job because that right. really dumbs it down. But it's a lot more beginner friendly. It's just when you get to like end game stuff, if they're going to have that where that the, the variants kind of increases your playtime because you're you're searching for the best version of the game right yeah it's um it's gonna be interesting as we get more details on that on that particular title of redfall and it's open it's open world too right it looks like you can just kind of mm -hmm. pick and choose where you want to go with your team and knock it out versus the one where we played last year uh back for blood where you know you kind of had the campaign and you can repeat 
you had to go through the campaign, but um, once you had done certain parts of it, you could go back and repeat it on different uh, levels of difficulty. What are you guys' thoughts on all the open-world games that are coming around? It seems to be the next big thing is open-world games. Yeah, uh, I like it because um, that gives people, you know, like myself, you know, who is coming into, like, new, like, um, well, not new genres, but, you know, you're playing genres that you normally wouldn't play if it was closed. Like, you have to follow this, you know, line or whatever like that. So I definitely think it's, uh, you know, the way to go. You know, with the uh, what the open world it just gives you more bang for your buck. I think. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that it's kind of like it goes in a cycle. Like open world games were like really big a few years ago, um, and then people kind of got tired of the open world thing and and then went in a different direction, uh, more linear, and then back to open world again. So, I, I think that Elden Ring definitely showed a new formula for open world had to be implemented but um so yeah people are going to be looking to copy copy that the one thing about open world just like you said the storytelling not being linear is it's easy to miss parts of the story like i had beat elden ring like 20 times before uh i never found this one boss who was below like a hidden right uh, area you had to like roll on the ground in the right area Never found them until I saw something like, oh, this weapon. I'm like, oh, I'd like to use that weapon. I've literally never seen it before in 500 hours of playing or whatever. And yeah. then I saw a video. I'm like, wait, it's ac- there's actually something there? Because I've been there a thousand times. I never knew that that was there, you know? So There was kind of like a period where, like, we kind of went through, like, a hybrid. Like, you would have linear game, but then they kind of widened the, that path where you had the opportunity to go explore a little bit off the track eventually you would have to go back you know to progress right so yeah i thought worked pretty well you know it's like you know i i kind of agree like open world assassin's creed valhalla that's a huge world and you could just it was so big i mean just you're just where do i go next i don't even know where to go you know game tell me where to go so I, I do like open world, though. It's just how is it going to be implemented? And one thing Elden Ring did really well was locked you out of a lot of the world until you progressed, right? Like you had to either get the uh, keys for the Dectus Lift or beat the Magna Worm to get into Lindell. And then you had to beat, uh, you know, the Lindell bosses to get into uh, the Fire Giant area. And you had to beat the Fire Giant and light the fire to get into the last area, you know, so it's still a ton to explore, but it, it does guide you through. Like I never in that game, even my first playthrough felt like I didn't know the next step. And that is a big problem. I normally have with open world games is like, I don't know where to go next. So if that is managed well with this Redfall, then I'm all about it. Right. I think open worlds, I I love the exploring aspect. I think it's awesome. You know, just, Hey, I'm here right now. Has anyone ever been here before? Maybe not. You know, you just never know. Right, yeah. Let's move on to something, uh, a couple of games further down the list that were revealed. Interesting, we talked about High on Life, the talking gun one that was funny. Just right, it's just, it, it would seem to be a, a fun game to play. Uh, but the next reveal was uh, from Riot Games, League of Legends, uh, Valorant, uh, Legends of Runeterra, and... Um, a couple of other games. Those are uh, PC games, I guess, uh, available on Game Pass Ultimate. What do you think about that, Clint? You're you're kind of a PC guy, and I got. Have you ever played any of those games? Is that did that like pique your interest when they made those announcements? Uh, yeah, it, more so that I realized that that was a really big deal. I played a little bit of League League of Legends, just kind of trying it out. It didn't really seem like much my thing. But I was told by someone at DreamHack that, you know, I kind of said that to her and she goes, oh, you need to play with friends. So if it comes to Xbox, well, there it is. I can play with friends, right? So I, I thought that was interesting. And the Valorant is like, <laughs> you know, kind of the CSGO killer is what it's supposed to be. And it's got those CSGO vibes, but it was also only PC, PC only. I don't know if I want to play a FPS shooter on this PC because it's nine years old. The Valorant kind of like a Overwatch clone type game, like team based, objective oriented. 
with special skills and stuff. I could see the Overwatch, the impression that Overwatch probably made on it, but to me, it's much more uh, closely related to CS:GO because of the way the gunfighting, like the gunfighting in that, is more CS:GO, and then there's special abilities, and that is like the where the Overwatch influence would come through, and it's also a bomb planting uh, objective. That's the only objective that I, I've I've seen some videos on it but it's only go to one of the two sites and plant the bomb. And the other team either has to stop you or defuse the bomb to win. Right. So it's like care, uh, terrorist versus counter terrorist in CSGO. Being able to play that on uh, Xbox again and be able to play with friends. That is like, I would definitely play both of those games. Uh, I don't know how much or how often, but I would definitely want to jump in. Right. I, I think- I've, uh, I actually have, uh, I think, uh, League of Legends on my PC now. Um, but the fact that you get all the champions unlocked, yeah, like that's huge off the bat. Like, yeah. that's crazy. Uh, that's a crazy benefit. If you were going to get into League of Legends, why would you do it outside of Game Pass, right? So like, yeah. like, yeah, man, that's a that's like a huge benefit not having to put in all that time and stuff to like, unlock those champions. You can play with anyone right off the, the get go. But Vance, I think in the stream that you guys are in, it was funny because when they, when they talked about that, I, I, I know I heard somebody say league of legends, the most toxic game ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was either Johnny or Walter, I believe. Yeah. Is it the most toxic game ever, ever? And I was like, really? <laughs> no, no, I've heard that too. I, I've, I've, and I could see, I could see that. I mean, people take that game pretty serious. <laughs> yeah, because I think you, you get what like, is it thirty two legends, maybe more? I'm not sure. Yeah, I've, 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 I've uh, dabbled in it years yeah. ago when it first uh, came out, and I was like, uh, eh. you know, it wasn't my thing at the time. The Legends of Runeterra, which is a card, card game, that actually piques my interest because. Right, yeah. I yeah, love card yeah. games. That wasn't worthy enough for me to even write down in my notes that I was taking. I have League and Valorant and right? other no, I'm about games. the card games. That's man. it. I like the card games. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm like, yeah. as soon as I saw that, I'm like, ooh, card game. I'm thinking, I hope all this stuff is playable on my Steam Deck when it comes in. Yeah. I th- <laughs> yeah. I th- yeah. Like, um, with uh, yeah, with the card game, uh, this is one guy, uh, who I watch on Facebook gaming and uh, when he's not doing Pokemon United, he's uh, doing some game, but against card game. And I mean, like, you know, is uh, what I was telling Tony at work earlier is if you, like most people like, because, like, eh, you know, they may not understand what's going on, but a lot of games are strategic and it's like chess. And that's why chess is so popular because it's just the strategy behind it. And I think there's like no, you know, limit in moves and chess is like just like unlimited whatever so with the car base game is, is that is you build your deck and you figure you know how to go out there and win with some you know some cars but it's interesting you know not my cup of tea but it is interesting to watch to see how people talk out their strategy go through their strategy and you know hopefully it uh, helps them come out on top right yeah i love that aspect but moving on from riot games we get a plague tale requiem Right, this is a uh, sequel to a Plague Tale. I played this game last year. I told you guys uh, all about it. How it was like it was a slow kind of puzzle-based game, and you you stealth around, and then you eventually acquired some powers. And thank you for reminding me why I didn't play it. Right, the puzzle <laughs> aspect. Right, it was very slow. Uh, the combat was uh, like fingernails across the chalkboard you know grading on you it's like because all you really had was like a sling and a rock <laughs> uh but in this trailer it looked like um the main character um was a lot more active like i'm sure there's still going to be a lot of puzzle solving in this game um that's pretty much their what they you know did in the first game uh but it looks like Maybe the action is a little bit more, you know, brisk and uh, and not so slow and like moving through mud. But the the game is actually the the story is good and the presentation is fantastic. Like I said, it looked like it was a uh, a little bit uh, brisker with the combat. So 
That's, it, that it looks was pretty good, actually. You know, I remember my impression of it, and I saw like the rat thing start to happen, and it made me think, oh, is this that game that Tony was playing? You know, uh, the Plague Tale Innocence or whatever it was, but uh, part two, I suppose. So, yeah. I don't, very, know. I don't know uh, if I'll play that one or not. That very one was underrated. The first one was very underrated. Like, and it, it was and it was available on PlayStation Plus, and you know, it was on Game Pass. It might still be on Game Pass, um, but yeah, I have it it's, downloaded somewhere. I just have never opened it. Yeah, it's and it's not that long, really. Yeah, fortunately, it's... because I, if it was like a thirty-hour game, I don't know if I could have taken it. Yeah, because I think somebody was asking like, if you can control the rats. Yes, at, at a point, yes, you can. Um, near the end of the game, but you kind of like manipulate how things operate. That's part of the puzzle solving, is like you're manipulating the rats and and the guards and stuff, you know, as, to solve your puzzles. Okay, so Clint, I mean, not Clint Vance. What do you feel? How do you feel about the pacing of the showcase? Redfall was strong, and then I believe they followed it up with Silk Song. Yep. That's the one with the needle uh Hollow Knight Silk Song. Yeah. The and that actually surprised me. And that was like the same surprise I got with um Summer Game Pass Fest uh with the teacup. You know, like how the maneuvering like um Cuphead. I was like, man, a cuphead, yeah, a cuphead. I was like, man, that's interesting. Like, I know I'm not coordinated enough to play that. That's why I don't play Super Mario. You know, like I got a jump. Cuphead is harder than you would expect. A, yeah, sure. I see I see from the you know, from the gameplay, I was like, yeah, it didn't, you know, just like Silk Song. It looks cool. Like, I'm probably going to watch people stream it, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not. Uh, you know what's crazy? It's like, back in the day, side-scrolling platformers, that's that's what everybody grew up on, right? Platforming, uh, for the most part. Or, you know, side-scrolling. And, you know, that's, that's Hollow Knight, right? And there's a couple of games in here that kind of fall in that category, that looked really interesting. Um, what did you think about the last case of Benedict Fox? Do you remember that one? That was the detective platformer. It, any of like that side-scrolling platforming, I am not interested whatsoever. You know, so like the Hollow Knight thing, mm-hmm. eh, no thank you. The last case of Benedict Fox, no thank you. Like, I, I I've realized lately that like a game being beautiful and immersive is super important to me and i think it was probably subnautica that kicked that off where i just was like why would i play a game that doesn't look good so i don't like minecraft you know it's like cancer to look at and a lot of these side-scrolling platformers like that are just not interesting at all to me that was one i you know i had to write down i should have like graded them as my first impressions because i would have put lame next to that one it's weird it's like i I want to play a lot of the side scrollers I see like on game pass or in place uh, PS plus because we get a bunch of them and it's like, Oh, that looks really cool. And then it's like, I go and I can't make myself push that start button. And it's like, man, I grew up on this stuff. Like this is from my era. I'm like, ah, I don't know why I can't play it now. I mean, I could then like some other game that's more three dimensional is like sitting there on the side. I'm like, Oh, it's shinier. Let me go reach for that. So Vance, I was ask, uh, I was asking about um, the uh, the pacing, and yeah. I felt like the pacing just all of a sudden dropped off the table. Like it was going along, nice steady clip, you know. And then you know we get Forza Motorsport, right? Xbox exclusive this uh, racing game, racing simulation. Great. I think a That's great game, described. great game because uh, Clint's talk about immerse immersion. That game is it. Like that, that's very they true. Put that, very they immersive. put that trailer trailer together, and I mean, like, you know, you hear people like, you know, the reflection of the other car, you mm-hmm. know, off mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, off the other car. But it's like, um, different things that they had tweaked in there, so it's almost like, you know, they pretty much want the game to be more realistic. So, my argument with Forza is, if you were excited about them redoing uh, The Last of Us, you know, whatever for the graphics, then you should be ultimately excited about Forza Horizon and Forza Motorsport because, I mean, they actually won, you know, awards for their music and for their visuals. And, I mean, like, you know, from the fireworks, the fair, all that, you know, I mean, like, um, I think they uh, even had somebody come in to uh, a 
adjust like the frame rates, I guess to the crashes or something like that to make it more realistic of the damage to the car and all the stuff like that. So I mean like yeah, um it's too technical for me. I try to play Forza and I mean like you know, you can customize like, you know, the tires, the tire pressure, the shocks, the torque and all that stuff. I'm like, look here, bro. I just want to drive the car, you know, like all that other tweaking stuff. Yeah. So that's what did it for me was the too much, too much hands on. But if you are a car, you know, car nerd and, you know, you know, everything about the car or whatever, then that game's for you. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful, uh, it's a, it's a beautiful car uh, uh, racing game, and they really went down into the nitty-gritty talking about it, which is where I was like, oh, man, they everything kind of slowed down, right? It's like, because they had to make sure they dropped all the technical terms, like most technically advanced racing game ever, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, a general, generational leap in beauty and detail, you know, and then like, then they started talking about day night dynamic day cycle that affected the weather and the track conditions and like oh my god it's like i felt like that should be like you should isolate that game in its own like presentation somewhere and and do all that stuff instead of like all this just giving us a 10 minute you know breakdown of all this stuff like that's great but it's like let's let's keep moving on that's my own personal gripe yeah, still yeah. great looking game. But question though, but if you like, so if you had to base your purchases off this showcase, I mean, of course, now you know the world we live in. We have YouTube, individual writers, you know, individual people breaking it down, whatever. But if this was just you know back in the day where this is just the event, would you want every game to give you a peek into actual what you're getting? So like, you know, Cyberpunk is like if they were told you, hey, look. We're going to release this game. Console's going to be jacked up. PC is going to be great. Like, you know, like everything you said about Forza, that's what you expect on all platforms. You know, if it released mm-hmm. on all platforms, or that's what you expect, the immersion, the technicality. But now you're like, hey, man, how come on the Switch is not, you know, it's not doing what you said? You know, so it's like, so I, I, I get it from their standpoint, but I also get your standpoint because you're like, look, I got an Xbox. I want the games. I'll figure all the other stuff out, you know, like, <laughs> like, you know, right. I'll read your report later and I'll right. watch a video later. Like right said, now, I want the game. Like when, when he was talking about, oh, it has a full you know, day night cycle and with dynamic time, you know, it's like, don't, shouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, why, sh- why would it be missing any of that stuff? I'm like, you know, um, <laughs> um, the the one thing I, I took away from the whole from the thing was it does have ray tracing in the actual race, which is apparently something that was hard to accomplish in any of the other previous racing games that came out from Xbox and or uh, or PlayStation. So really, this is a actually a big leap forward that you're getting ray tracing in the race. So like, man, I'm, I'm surprised they buried that in the bottom of their presentation because they wanted to talk about all the other stuff. Like this is the stuff like they hyped up for years for two years. They hyped up ray tracing, you know, and then they finally get ray tracing to work in the game and they buried it at the very bottom of their presentation for this game. Like that should have been like highlighted at the very top. They might have been trying to do like that Apple <laughs> and just one more thing. And then they dropped the bomb, you know, the right. big thing. But I think probably most people have probably turned it off. Like they started, they, if they were watching it with somebody else, they probably like, oh, you know, what What do you think about the other game, you know, or whatever. It's like when you start getting yeah. in all this technical babble. Literally everything you said about it is news to me because I was using that 15 second forward button. Exactly. Skip, exactly. skip ahead. I don't want to hear you talk about it. All right. Just yeah. show me. I'm, I like am not. I'm not very good at racing games, and so I'm and I've never really like gotten into any of them, and so I was like, oh okay, a new Forza. That's like the big one, and then skip, 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 skip to the next thing, you know, which I think was a flight simulator. Like you know. the next thing was the Microsoft Flight Simulator. Yeah, hey, um, but but how did Forza was on the way up? 
right? But then they just does anybody remember what they showed next with Forza that just kind of was like y'all already did that before uh, Hot the Hot Wheels yeah yeah, Hot Wheels was done in Forza 3 well, so it was like for them to you know like bring it back like it's just something innovative and new and you know well, Hot like, Wheels just released a, a Hot Wheels game like yeah. last year right correct um, and yeah. it looked just yeah. like it <laughs> right um, and then yeah. somebody else said something too, like, you know, was holding Hot Wheels back from being almost like a dominant game is this is, you know, going on 2023. How come we can't scan Hot Wheels yet? You know, like we should be able to scan, you know, like certain Hot Wheels into the game. So like, and I said, yeah, like, you know, they got the Scooby-Doo edition. So now you racing and you look to your right and you see, you know, the mystery van out there with turbo engines, you know, four exhausts ready to read like, oh snap. Like that's something like, you know, innovative that would, you know, like catch the people's attention for a little bit, you know. But yeah, I mean definitely scanning cars into the game would be something nice. Right. That is true. That'd be really interesting. It seems like that can't be that hard, right? They have it in two K, don't they, with the face scan and all that? Right. Yeah, it shouldn't be too hard. Shouldn't be too hard. <laughs> Hey, man, I'd have heard so much about this flight simulator because of what? Helicopters and gliders, right? That glider was nice. That glider was beautiful. I'll, it I'll was, it it, yeah, it was beautiful. Like, but it was clean. The thing at the very end of it, what was it? The Halo dropship? Yeah. <laughs> With the music, oh. right? That was the one Halo thing in the whole presentation. Uh, right. <laughs> right. Man, like I've seen so many people on Twitter, like they show more of the Halo flight thing than Halo did itself, you know, like. <laughs> but yeah, right. I mean, but the game looks clean. I mean, it's it's visually it's there, you know. Yeah. I, I think yeah. I'll download it just like I did the last one just for an afternoon or something. Right. You know fly to my house, fly to a few other places and be like, okay, that was it. Thank right. you. Yeah. The, in the flight simulator, pres, uh, f- flight simulator presentation, the, it did kind of pique my interest when they showed the spirit of St. Louis, right? Flying. And, I'm, and I immediately thought, wait, can you try to fly to Paris with just with nothing? Like I, I, I was, I was, I was like, I got to try that. Just like uh, Lindbergh, take off from a field with whatever basic uh, navigational charts you had at the time, and then you know make it to Paris on one on the, how many gallons of gas he had to do it on. Yeah, just go east. Yeah, just go there. east. You know. Yeah. So <laughs> that that well, was I'm intriguing to me when they showed that uh, spear of St. Louis. Yeah, well, I'm be taking a helicopter and uh, hovering over the house, you know. Right. Yeah, the helicopter stuff was cool too. Yeah. Then I'm running to the window, look up, and see if I can see that helicopter. Just right. <laughs> um, no, I, I'll probably just crash it in the house. That's what I did the last time I, I had Microsoft flight simulator. <laughs> I took the little right. I couldn't land yeah. yeah, like I couldn't land it for nothing. Like I was just flying. Oh, there's only one way we're getting down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Were there any other games that kind of piqued your interest? Persona. Persona 5. Okay. I believe that's what... Uh, so why does it... Mind. So here's a question for you. Why does Persona pique your interest in this showcase when it's been available to you on your PlayStation? Multiplayer. And whoever, <laughs> put, hey, hey, and whoever put it together, you know, was like, man, I was like, okay. Like, okay. He like, sold it to you, right? Right, see, and that's what it is. It's a showcase. Showcase me the best thing about your game. Even if what I see is only the best thing about your game, showcase it to me. You know, like, sell it to me. You know, like, like if I come to you and the car dealership, like, you better have something fly in your showroom. Don't have no, you know, this 2022, don't have nothing 20 in your showcase, you know, I mean, your, your showroom, like, nah, you, you better razzle-dazzle me, like, hey, you may not get this, but it's a possibility. You know, that's what I want, the possibility. But yeah, Persona 5, definitely, like, you know, it could be another one of those, you know, homeboys, we out here playing, you know, just chilling. 
I can share with you uh, the the trailer that impacted me the most of all of them that I was most excited for. Let's hear it. Grounded. Grounded. And even <laughs> the complete was it? What was the tagline? The complete story or the whole story? Yeah. The, yeah. So Vance said it was for kids and it was trash. Uh, me and 10 million other people that have played the uh, the beta disagree. So I will say, not to interrupt you, I will say, uh, you've told us to play Grounded a couple of times, right? Um, and every time I get on uh, Game Pass and I look at the thumbnail, uh, the logo, whatever you want to call it, um, it's just not like enticing enough to to make me push it, uh, uh, to, to install it. Right. It's like, I don't know what it is about. It. It's like some kids in some grass. I'm like, I'm, I don't care about that. Right. But the, the showcase video that actually, I'm like, this is what Clint's been playing. He didn't tell us. I did. No, you didn't. <laughs> I did. No, you didn't. <laughs> I did. You could go listen to the podcasts. I've talked about it in detail. But here's the big things that are coming. Uh, so Grounded, I think, is uh, what was that in September? September. Yeah. So it's coming in September. Uh, one thing it's t- it says about like the whole story, the full story. When this game first came out, you can look on YouTube and see like three minute speed runs of the game. Because all they did is go to the guy who tells you the story. And he basically says, oh, that's the end of the story for now. And then they've just been adding on to it and adding on to it and adding on to it from that point. So now it's, you know, several hours of, of gameplay at the least to, to complete that. What they've done is they've added new weapons and new armor into the game. And you could see that because they were wearing and using them in the, uh, in the preview. And a new boss, which I think is... It, that's questionable, but you see a guy, one of the people you're looking for, the scientist, like the head scientist that uh, was involved in your shrinking. And you see this like deformed looking person and you can see their tidy whities on, on part of the screen. So you, pres- you know, presumably it's a human. So it looks like you're going to fight the scientist as the final boss. But oh, the game is so good, man. It's like it's so entertaining. There's so much variety in the uh, in the things you could do in the uh, bugs and stuff that you're fighting against. Absolutely worth it. I'm super excited for September because I think it's going to be awesome. Well, when it drops in September, I'll uh, have my kids review it. You know, um, it is co- it is know. co-op, by the way, so you can play it with uh with friends or family, or whatever. I'm watch them play, but. I'll let you know, like you say it's a kid's game, but it is very difficult. Like when you start getting into like the end game stuff, you really have to have created, uh, you know, a good situation for yourself as far as what you've built and supplied yourself with and where you've explored to get this and that to then go in and handle some of the end games, end game stuff. So it is very good. Eh, yeah. I mean, um, yeah, see, see, and, and, um, I don't know how close we're, uh, we're to the uh, to the last question, but I will say, I say now that's what I did like about the showcase is that they had something for everybody. Like it wasn't like they just looked at you know a couple of genres and say, okay, well this is what we're going to give them because this is our highest selling genre or this is our most popular genre. No, it was from across the board. You know, like you know from your from your looter shooters, like you said, from grounded, from uh, what's that a uh, high high on life. Um, Minecraft Legends. Um, so it's like you know, like it's something for everybody, you know. So you know, for the hardcore players, for the kids, for the people in the middle, that's what I feel like this showcase did bring was something for everybody. Yeah, there was a lot of a variety, um, a lot of variety in the uh, presentation for sure. I mean, they even had a game. What is it called? As Dusk Falls? Yep, comes in July. A slow motion capture <laughs> where they just like it was it was pretty weird uh to see how they were presenting it, but yeah, uh, I have no idea what the game's going to be like from watching that. You know, so it's like that was a fail for me how they did that. 
But what it but was it any weirder than that game we played in uh Boston? Hood, Hood Outlaws and Legends? No, not Hood Outlaws and Legends. But the one with the little girl you take pictures and put in a scrapbook. Oh yeah. Well that was made by like a fourteen year old girl by herself. <laughs> we can tell. <laughs> this, you know, we can tell. Um yeah, and she had never learned how to program until like the year before. Like <laughs> so, Right. Um no, yeah, there was there was some uh, there was a lot of different stuff, a lot of different indie games, a lot of indie games. It's interesting. It's like, man, there's a lot of interesting indie games, you know, to 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 try. I'm like, I'm like, I'm glad they're letting us know that they're available and they're on Game Pass, so I don't have to spend like what the typical indie game price is nowadays. Was it fourteen to nineteen dollars for an indie game? And I think that's the most difficult aspect of it. It's like. I don't want to spend twenty dollars on an indie game I don't even know anything about, like, because that's the problem with indie games. You don't, you just, you you don't know a whole lot about them, and if you're gonna like it or not. So let me ask you this: the the finale of the presentation was Starfield, and this was the first actual content I had seen of the game, like actual. Uh, I'm not sure if it was a world premiere for that or not. I don't go looking for this very often, but what were your thoughts on what we saw about Starfield? Uh, Tony first. Okay, so my thoughts on Starfield. Uh, it's from the same people that produced Fallout 4, right? So it's a big game. And my first impression is there's no way it's getting done in 2023. Like, you're telling me there's a thousand planets? hundred. Well, it was already delayed a year. It was supposed right. to be up this year. Well, we didn't even see any anything from it until last June when they dropped the trailer where it was just the astronaut getting in the ship and then taking <laughs> off. That's How the, many animals did they show, Tony? Right. Oh, yeah. And in this presentation, the guy lands on a planet. You know, the planet is pretty devoid of, you know, vegetation, foliage, foliage you know, trees, whatever. Um and there was just like two animals, two crab-like things. That was it. Like, <laughs> I mean, I hope you're a little bit more creative with the rest of your planets. The shooting, you know, was not very impressive. You know, it took it's a like, thousand shots to down somebody, didn't it? That's pretty mm-hmm. typical of their games, I feel. But it's like there's no recoil, nothing. It's like from it's like. He just shot all those rounds and it like barely moved. I, <laughs> it seems like there's a lot to be done. And their tagline for this whole presentation was games that you can, you're going to be able to play in 12 months. Right? Yeah. Well, you know, if they lie about that, uh, Xbox has to shut down forever, you know, because you can't, you can't just lie to your consumers. Oh, they would never lie. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> they never lie. They never give us uh give us like a false premise. Um but yeah, I mean I I'm thinking like there's gonna be a, a typical game like this from uh Bethesda, you know, they're known for their RPGs. It's gonna have like you're gonna be able to beat the campaign, depending on how many hours that's gonna be. Like you need to be able to beat the campaign in at least four different ways. Right, because you have to do it with each faction, each major yeah, faction, faction, which is probably going to yeah. be like the space police and the space pirates and the the rebellion, the the, the rebels and the empire. You know, it's like yeah. you have the casual to, space cowboys. Yes, casual space cowboys. Right, and there's probably going to be some destiny references in there too. Yes, um, floating around in there. They got all this done already because like a year ago they didn't have anything. They didn't show us anything. Now. They showed us some stuff this time, but you're telling me they did all that in a year and then they they basically gave themselves 12 months to get it done because that's their tagline. All games you can play in, in the next 12 months, which means on June 12th, we all better be playing be Starfield right. next year. Vance, yeah. what were your thoughts on Starfield? Um, Starfield, uh, uh, I was just like, man, that's kind of like a lot going on. That's that's too much going for me. Like when I pull up the map on Elden Ring, I feel like it's a lot. So I'm like, yeah, like yeah, this is something I probably a thousand definitely... planets or whatever. Right. Yeah, I'm like yeah, I'm not I'm not going to be doing all that. 
but uh it's funny because what you were saying clint about a thousand bullets um somebody uh with baron i forget uh, they were like yeah you know it's in space so the bullets are light you know <laughs> like, you know like 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 yeah, you know, so, you know was, i mean there was still gravity though because the guy like fell down off the off the rocks you know like right right yeah i don't know if that makes sense did we have we consulted a physicist on this well i don't know because be different on each planet right yeah how that see, gravity would affect the bullets speed of travel well, see, and, and and that's what some some else um, they were trying to figure out if there was fall damage from when he fell because you heard him go, Ugh, but you yeah. I don't think you really seen the health meter move left or right. But um, I couldn't tell which one was the health meter looking at that on the right. screen. You it was know, like I, could, two or three I assumed bars it was in that area, but I didn't. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because for like um, because one uh person was saying like uh, a game that big, like she would get lonely like playing it. So how do y'all feel about not even make it a full blown um multiplayer, but just like co ops and things? Is that not part of it? I guess I didn't. Remember I have saying anything. no idea. I, I didn't hear. I haven't heard anything about any co op. I mean, yeah. so they did mention that you had, you know, basically open world. You could go to the different planets or whatever and start out, and then once you start out, you get invited into the alliance or whatever it was called. And then that like gives you more structure for continuing. And I imagine that structure would make it less lonely for her. But I think that it, how, how could it be so big and not have any sort of multiplayer aspect? I mean, maybe it won't, you know, but, but they're I, not I think that known would probably... for having multiple. I mean, in those type of games, well, like Fallout did didn't Fallout, have any. Did Fallout 76 have it though? Not I didn't play 76 game. because it was. Oh, 76, yeah. 76 is multiplayer. Yeah, so I ex- and that's the most recent one. So I expect that there'll be some. Uh, I I just think it might that would make sense to me for them to have that because they've got that groundwork laid uh, laid with Fallout seventy six. But I-, I thought it looked interesting, but very early to tell. And like it, when I see what they showed, it makes it raises my expectations quite a bit for Starfall, or Starfield rather. I'll be interested to see what they bring us when it, when it comes, you know, because it's just like No Man's Sky, right? No Man's Sky was lofty expectations and then a complete letdown for everyone. And then they later fixed it. And apparently No Man's Sky now is a much better game than it was in release. But can they afford to do that with Starfield? Like, I feel like they've made so much, you know, fanfare from this that they need to really bring it day one. So I. I'm an interested, uh, interested third third party here. They're doing it piecemeal with uh, Halo, so they're doing yeah. it with Halo, and no one's cared about Halo at all. Right. Apparently, like Halo is right. just dropped off the face of the earth. Right. I mean, that's it was like we th- played Halo, didn't we? That yeah, maybe you and I, Vance, or all of us, but we played it a little bit, and it was just like yeah. this is literally no difference whatsoever than any Halo game I've ever played. Right, and then it's like too like it's it's sad, man. You know, you you have to put like Halo like in other games, you know, to keep it alive. You know, it's like look, man. <laughs> yeah, like they're substituting just doing the work on it. You know, right? Yeah, the it's, publicity. Yeah, I wonder if and there'd be a ring. Uh, what do you call it? A uh, the Halo World in Starfield. Uh, yeah. Right. Uh, Why not? Yeah. Why not? Why not? Throw it in. It was there. in Star Wars, right? We yeah. got a we got a thousand uh, planets. Just throw it in there. Right. Don't forget yeah. to vi- visit the Good to Game Radio planet. You know, while you're out there. <laughs> right. No, if they can pull it all together, you know, kudos to them. I just don't. I mean, I like Fallout. I like some their other stuff. I'm just. I'm like. I don't understand why they're putting themselves under this time constraint, putting that pressure on themselves. Like, I'm just hoping done they're farther done. along than they've revealed. Huh? You know, I, I hope they're farther along than they've than they've revealed to us. Yeah, I right. mean, I, I, <laughs> yeah, right. I, I don't know. I mean, a thousand planets. Are, I guess they're doing what No Man's Sky is doing. Is the um, what do you call it when it's a randomized? Maybe I don't know. Surely that. Yeah, I can't think um, of the name of that either right now. But yeah, that's something like that. Eh, well. I don't know. That's just that seems like it would get confusing trying to navigate. 
you know, they've got to, unless they have like indications on this planet has this type of resource or this planet has, you know, a, yeah. a, a, a prize if you beat whatever obstacles there. Like if they st- steered you the right way, yeah, then that'd guess, be awesome. And there'd be a lot of content for a long time if there's a thousand planets. You I know? guess we really don't know how long they've been working on the game. Like, I think yeah. the rumors are like they started in 2016, but how come they didn't show anything last year? You know, it's like trying to keep the cards close to the vest. But they talked about it. <laughs> yeah, got to start generating yeah, like, that hype train early. You know, I don't know. It just makes no sense. I'm like, yeah. I mean, I definitely think that. Uh, so Tony's Tony prediction is is when we get pushed out of 2023. I think they released in a incomplete game, and they're gonna be dropping DLC updates along the way. That would be very Fallout 76 of them. You know, mm-hmm. hopefully, I don't know, man. Like, I I want to think that Elden Ring maybe put a nail in that coffin. You know, where we actually got a game that was good day one. But we'll have to see, you know, if it ends up being the case or not. But yeah. All right, I have one uh, one more question for you, gentlemen. Would you? What would you rank one out of ten? How would you rank the uh, presentation from Xbox and Bethesda? Vance. Solid eight, and it wow. goes back to to my point. Um, started out strong, I believe, with the first three games, and then they kind of, you know, went into the middle. Um, but uh like i said it's something for everybody it's on game pass um you know so so you know it was it was why i spread it out yeah the information you know could have been held off but you know somebody probably like loved it or whatever like that you know so i give it a solid eight you know definitely definitely uh gonna play a few of those games because it's on game pass so you know solid eight nice tony what's your score if i had to give it a numerical score 7.5. If I were to give it a numerical score of 7.5. I think really the question is, it's like, did this make me want to play any of these games? And then like in that, and the answer for that is, yeah, I, it sold me on and playing these games. Why not? And like, it's like, I wouldn't have known about any of these games if I hadn't watched a showcase outside of Redfall and Starfield, you know, like, a, a lot of them I've never heard of before. Um, I didn't know that um, Diablo 4 was that far along in production. I'm a huge Diablo fan. So I'm excited about that game. Overwatch 2. Yeah, I mean, they, and but all these indie games and stuff, it's definitely worth a try. You check them out. Like, so yeah, did it make me want to play them? Yeah. So it did, a, it did its job in that respect, so. I when Vance was describing it, I felt like I felt very similar to how he felt, but my score was going to be a seven. But now that you did seven point five, I need to make sure that you are the negative one on this podcast. So I'm also going to say an eight. And Tony, you are negative Nelly this episode. Okay. Hey. Sometimes you gotta you gotta be negative. I guess I learned that from you, Clint. <laughs> You did well, son. <laughs> Thanks again, folks, for joining us here on Good to Game Radio. We really appreciate you taking your time, following us, subscribing to us. If you haven't done so, please consider following us at least. Um, and again, we are airing every Monday night at seven o'clock. So Central. Seven o'clock central. So catch our shows regularly on Monday nights at seven o'clock. And our special tomorrow. Tuesday again is with Miss Pinky 313, big time content creator, Facebook gaming partner, influencer, and overall great individual that has helped out this show and you know, I'm sure many, many other people. So again, we really appreciate you joining us. Thanks again, and we'll see you guys later. Later.